Hey, is this thing on? Spit on the microphone. <laughs> Welcome to Successfully Screwed, a weekly podcast with Ashley Owens and Sarah Rosenberg. What the hell is this about? I don't even know where I'm starting. Is that where I'm starting? Well, this is about how business owners screw up their fuck ups. If you're a business owner, you know the definition of hard work, frustration, second guessing, imposter syndrome, and everything in between. And then you look around on social media or on CNBC and the success of others and you wonder, damn, when is that going to happen for me? Will it ever happen for me? The hell am I doing wrong? And what the fuck am I doing wrong? Hey, guess what? Everybody says that. There are a lot of other podcasts out there that are positively motivational. Those are cool because they give you those warm, fuzzy, woohoo feeling. But the Successfully Screwed podcast takes a different approach to kicking you in the pants, to kicking you in the ass, in an attempt to motivate you to hang in there and keep grinding. We talk about the fuck-ups and how successful entrepreneurs overcome them because that is its own kind of motivation. We also give you that Schadenfreude factor. God damn it. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Google it. On this episode, we talk to... Want to win some free things? Of course you do. You're an entrepreneur probably making nothing. However, if you'd like to win some free things from the guests of this podcast, make sure you hashtag I listened while sharing this episode. You could be in the running for free consultations, some great resources, free books, whatever our guest decides to bring on, you have the chance of winning. So make sure at the end of this podcast, you share it. Hashtag I listened and the episode number. Sit back, relax, and wait every Sunday for the drawing. This episode is sponsored by River Avenue Digital. Owning a business often means that you're wearing too many hats. Let us take one off and handle it for you. We are River Avenue Digital, a marketing and advertising agency that specializes in getting you new customers while keeping your current clients happy and engaged. We do it all. Branding, graphic design, social media, digital advertising, press releases, email marketing, web design, blog posts, which together tell the story of your business to your network and beyond. River Avenue Digital works with entrepreneurs, small business owners, and growing organizations. We help you stand out from the crowd. River Avenue Digital differentiates your business from your competition by expanding your digital footprint using new and next strategies and tactics. Stick with what you do best. Let the marketing experts at River Avenue Digital handle the rest. Visit RiverAvenueDigital.com. Welcome to the Successfully Screwed Podcast. I am your extrovert, Ashley Owens. Oh, crap. God damn it. What? I'm your introvert, Sarah Rosenberg. And today we have the Julie Shopa from Clarity of Finances. And we're so excited that you're here today because you've been a Power Match member for a very long time. And now you live in the sunny state of Florida. So Florida. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Sarah, you know Julie the best. Why I don't know you give Julie. the audience how much of a queen she is? She is a queen, not only because of her business, but she's just a superhuman. But. Julie provides a service that, first of all, every single business owner needs, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, because nobody, honestly, unless you're financially oriented, nobody wants to do what Julie does, which is exactly why you need her, because she's super good at it. And what are we talking about? We're talking about money. Money and numbers and QuickBooks and finances and billing and all that stuff that 
I don't want to deal with. I don't want to look at it, but I always tell people that they need to know it. So Julie, we're so excited to have you. Julie and I actually just scheduled a consultation right yes. before this because I'm literally staring at my QuickBooks beating. I have a, I have a 10 o'clock block to look at QuickBooks, which I ignore every single week. <laughs> so Julie, you now will sit on that time block. So thank you. <laughs> I'm wondering what a, what a block looking at QuickBooks looks like. Like, do you open it and just look at it? or no, like, I look at my phone notification something? that tells me that I need to look at it and then I ignore the phone notification. Well, I feel like setting the notification is a great first step. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because most people don't even do that. I know. Well, it's time blocked on my calendar. And then among the other 17,000 things that start at 7 a.m. that I have to respond to, it ends up being just an anxiety thing. So, right. Julie, I ignore, I ignore it. So that's why Julie's here, because we're panicking and have anxiety. Julie, help us with our finances. We don't know. We're not adults yet. <laughs> the cool thing is that she doesn't only, so we're going to let you talk in a minute because we're talking about you. She doesn't just like implement and do like the mechanics. She also shows you like how to use your numbers, like so that you know what to do with them once you know them. Sarah, this is like the perfect, because we're starting something with, with SSP. So this is like the Yeah, totally good resource. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Yeah. All right, Julie, we're going to stop talking. So Sarah, you want to introduce? I just did. We're going to keep talking because the format is such that we now go into what our fuck ups of the week are. Ooh, and ooh, then we talk to Julie. Oh, good. Julie, just hang tight. Have a cocktail. We'll be right back with you. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashley, what is your screw up or low point of this week? So I feel like I talk about this every week, but time blocking is usually <laughs> number one. Um, no, I... I have got to focus on, it's just focus. I, I have to have, focus on focus. I got to focus on focus. It's, it's the best way to put this. I'm just, I'm saying yes to too much. I'm still saying yes to too much. However, I am now looking at more organizational ways to kind of get my mind more focused. So like I, I take Saturdays off, like Saturdays, I'm not by my phone. I don't play around with it. I just completely like blank out, but I think because oh, I thought you were totally just ignoring me. No, sorry. dude. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, I reason I'll answer you. I don't even look at my phone. I just I have to I have to step away, otherwise I'm gonna lose my mind. So um the so that's what I try to do, but I think it's it's honestly it's it's still just time blocking because I will sit there and I will do a big project and then 14 other emails will come through that I have to answer or respond to, or you and I are chatting, I'm like, oh yeah, let me just do this, and then it ends up going to 14 different areas. So yeah. It's, it's a lot of organization and time blocking. And I, I, you know what, I'm, I'm creeping over to the Panda Planner. I'm creeping. I don't know yet because that's something else I have to do. Right. It, it gives a little bit of stress in the beginning because you have to fill it out. And you're yes. like, Shit, that's another thing I have to do. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm creeping because I need my mind to be a lot, lot less uh, jumbled. But awesome. um, yeah. I endorse it. Oh, okay, cool. All right, you're up. Okay, so my low point of this week. So you and I started a new project. Yes. And we 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 did that project with someone. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah. The purpose of this project <laughs> is to give knowledge and experience and tell people what to do and then let it go and let them do what they want to do because we're not coaches. We're not going to ride you about well, what you're supposed to do. This, just not to interrupt you, but this might be a nice way to kind of, because by the time this episode comes out, right, well, we've already announced it. Yeah. So let me talk about it. So yeah. So it's, it's in a nutshell, it's a 
we help people get unstuck. We sit with you for like an hour and a half. We talk about one problem that's in your way. Usually whatever you said in the questionnaire is not what's really in your way, but we, we cut the bullshit and we get down to your problem and we sit with you for 90 minutes and we work it out and we give you things to do and commitments that you're supposed to do. And we let you have at it. And that's it. Like we don't, don't get start yelling crazy lady out your window. The um, are outside. I'm sorry. So anyway, we did it. It was the first, well, I'm not going to cut that out because I don't want to say who it is. <laughs> but I made the mistake of checking up on the person to see if they did what we told them to do because I'm sorry, but it was such an epiphany moment and it was so, good. It was so amazing what we told her to do. And guess what? She didn't do it. Yeah. She didn't do it right. She didn't do it in the way we told her to do it because she's not trusting us. And I think that's what I got mad about. Do you think, so, do you think it's a trust thing or do you yes. think, she, why? Why do you think it's a trust thing? Because, because what we told her to do and what we told her to say is so outside the box of what everyone else and what she does is saying, which was mm -hmm. the point, by the way. Right. But it, it was so unique and so not normal that she's afraid to do it. She's afraid to do what we told her to do. She touched on it, but she didn't do it in the as forcefully as we told her to do it. So I got upset and I started slacking you about it. And you're like, shut up. That's not our job. It's not our job. So th that was really the low point for me because I have to pull it because I get so, again, it's that emotional investment yeah. I get so emotionally invested in these things and I get so mad when people don't do what they're supposed to do. Well, I think it's more of like, you don't feel that they have as much passion yes. about what they are doing like do for them. So yes. it's like, we sit down, we are super excited about what you're doing. We come up with the action plan. Now we have to remember, and I'm, not, I'm saying this because I, I feel you, like it's, we get emotionally involved with these people and that's just because of who we are and how, how passionate we are about this stuff. But not everybody's going to be on the same on no. the same level of that. And she, and this person, and this person has a, you know, it, it isn't the only thing that this right. person is doing. So right. the focus isn't there until it's actually there. So right. she or he may have an option to, you know, do this stuff, but it's not. Right. It, they're not hungry. They're, they're not hungry enough. They're not there, they're not there yet. It's yeah. not they're not hungry. They can be when it is the only thing that's giving them money. Right. When, it, when they have to. So I think the bottom line for me is that this completely took me on a tangent, which I told you, like, I'm starting a new business and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it right. And, and it completely derailed my focus on what I was supposed to be doing. So I too have to focus on focus. Good. Focus on focus. It's a yes. good deal. All right. Miss Julie. Yes. Thank you for listening to our rant today. <laughs> Welcome to the Successfully Screwed Podcast, where we just rant about people. Next week, you'll get about 17 other people attached to that list of people. Uh, all right, Julie. So, you are a world-renowned bookkeeper, and you went on your own. So, tell us about that. How did you go on your own? Um, well, I started out working for an, uh, an accounting firm for seven years. And during that time, um, I was their QuickBooks expert that they sent out to all their business clients. And I, so I did bookkeeping as well as I did business tax returns, 
all of that too, and assisted with whatever else they had there. At the time, I was working part-time and raising my kids, and someone else offered me a job closer to home that I could wear jeans to work and match my salary. So I took it, um, but because it wasn't an accounting firm, I was able to then do the QuickBooks on the side. And I was just listed at, at what the Pro Advisor site is an advanced certified Pro Advisor in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Wow. And apparently I was at the top of the list because there weren't any other advanced certified pro advisors in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. And I started getting calls without even trying wow. so how my business actually got started. Meanwhile, I was working the other job part-time uh, for about a year until the economy went the way that it did back in 2007, eight. And I was laid off. And at that point it was like, do I get another part-time job or do I build this business? And, um, so I decided to build the business. And so the, that was what ended up happening there. I started networking like a crazy person and trying to learn how to promote myself. And just to be clear, you were passionate about that, right? Like you were all into it. <laughs> just to be clear, before we continue with this conversation. Clear that I was passionate. I was excited about helping small businesses <laughs> because there's so many cool things that people like come up with. They creative ideas. To make right? Yeah. And it's like, don't let bad bookkeeping hold you back. I can help with that. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. Don't let oh bad bookkeeping hold you back. Oh my gosh, that needs to be a tagline somewhere. That's going to be the name of the. Of the yes. Book. Yes. That's the name. That's the title of that's this. Title, um, could you write that down? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Thank you. Um, so Julie, so in the course of um, building up your business, um, I'm sure you've run into a low point or two. So talk to us about, just kind of give us a, a general overview of a low point, and then we're going to take a break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit more into it. Okay. Well, one of my, I mean, there's obviously more than one as an entrepreneur. There's always more than one. Um, but one really costly low point had to do with uh, the first employee that I hired. Ooh. It, yeah, it just, I did a lot of things wrong in that. Um, that person was not a bad person. It was just me not following through with all of the things that I knew better to follow through yeah. with. But you just kind of get emotional and you're like, this yeah. is going to, I'm going to make this work. And you don't look at the things that are, the signs that are right in front of you. Yeah. And you just keep, you know, going down the wrong path. <laughs> and you know what I think, and, and, um, this has happened to me a couple times too, where you just get so excited about the possibilities and the fact that that person wants to seemingly do the work mm -hmm. that you ignore kind of your gut a little bit about little things and you kind of force it, you force it to work mm -hmm. um, or you try to force it to work, which doesn't usually ever work out. Um, all right, so let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to get into the details of that and um, figure out how you fixed it and what you do going forward to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Same old thinking, same old results. We think all entrepreneurs need a helping hand to pick brains, a kick in the butt, a fresh set of eyes, a reality check to bounce ideas off a third party. So you might need a successfully screwed support session. It's a get unstuck strategy. Having someone to not only discuss an issue going on in your business, but also having a neutral third party help to create a plan to move forward is so important. 
Our support sessions are typically one-time, intense, sit-down, and when we're done, you'll have a clear view of what the problem actually is, a neutral, unemotional outlook on your business, a workable action plan to get you over the hump and back on track access to resources and professionals that can further provide you guidance, relief in knowing you have a support and a plan to move forward, and renewed excitement about your vision and business goals. Visit podcast slash at a low point. Welcome back to the Successfully Script Podcast with Ashley Owens and Sarah Rosenberg. We have Julie Shopa of Clarity Finances. So Julie, before we went for the break, we actually talked about more about um, what your low point was and you know the challenges of hiring somebody new. So why don't you take us through why you need to hire somebody? I'm sure there's obvious oh. reasons, but you know what your need for it was and then what ended up happening to make you feel like this person just wasn't a good fit. Uh, Well, I was at the point in my business where I really didn't have time to take on any more work unless I had somebody helping me. So I either had to have somebody helping me with getting organized, somebody doing the bookkeeping while I did sales. It was, so I had to sit down and figure out, well, what part did I want to do? And I decided I needed somebody to help me to get organized and help me bring in more clients and just streamline that process. So that was actually what I was looking for. So I hired somebody and I even gave them like tests, you know, the personality tests and everything. And then kind of like, didn't really pay attention to them. Um, (laughs) but not yet. This is why Um, Sarah and I had to start our own companies because nobody, they saw the tests. Nobody could work. Are you kidding? When, When I gave birth to my son and I was before I had this business and I was trying to figure out how to like work overnights. I took one of those personality tests to work at Acme. Wait a minute, Acme overnight so that I didn't have to really deal with people in Acme. I could just like restock the shelves and they have like an online personality thing. And after I took it, it popped up that said, you don't really have the, whatever the wording was nicely, but you're too messed up to work here. (laughs) All I wanted to do was stock the fucking shelves, but whatever. They, They have a process for hiring certain types of people to do that. So I didn't qualify, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. like, yeah. It's bad. Sarah, you're so good with people. You have your own business. It's, I mean, <laughs> all you do is work with people every day. It's just shocking what position you've picked for yourself. I know. It really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah, Julie, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. I just had to interject that. <laughs> So I did, I found somebody who was referred to me. I, I told everyone I knew that I was trying to hire somebody. So I found somebody, couldn't afford to hire them full-time, but they did say they wanted to be full-time. So I said, well, I can start you part-time. And as the business grows, it, it could go into full-time. But I always, like in the back of my mind, I had that pressure like, well, she really needs full-time, you know, she really needs more money, this and that. So the first couple months we worked together, we worked closely doing projects together and it went really well. Um, so then I figured, great, she knows what I'm looking for and everything that I need done. I wanted her to do the operations manual and, and all the, you know, like document our processes and all the stuff that I hadn't bothered to do that was all stuck in my head. Um, that, you know, you needed. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, it's that same, whenever you're a solopreneur and trying to go work with a team, you got to get everything out of your head into something that can communicate to others. Yeah. She was supposed to be helping me with that. And, um, 
So I thought everything was kind of fine and I started taking on more work. So I'm out doing a lot more bookkeeping work so that I can afford to pay her. And at the same time with feeling the pressure. So I did, and since it seemed to be going well, I increased her, her hours, but I really couldn't afford to do that. So really bad mistake. Number two is I took money out of a retirement account to fund that for a couple of months. Oh no! Because I was going to grow this business, and it was going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And let's just make a note of this: that you were doing this as a single mom. At that point, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Wait. So it's not all. like you had someone to fall back on; like it was all you. Yeah. I think I must have. I think I bowed down to who else do we have that was a single mom that I was like, let's just be real. I think it was Ruth. Yeah, yeah. Been Ruth. First of all, the fact that you two women do this as, as a single mom, I can't even imagine. I say this every single time we get single parents on who are talk about doing that and starting a business. You ladies are just so inspiring and what you do on a daily basis is crazy amazing. So I bow down to both of you, but continue. Sorry, Julie, go ahead. So at what point, so, so you have this business, it's growing, you've brought someone on, there's a tremendous amount of pressure involved because now you're responsible to pay this person. It, you're a couple months into it. You upped the amount of hours that she's working because you wanted to go in that direction that she wanted to go in, in terms of number of hours. Um, and it seems a couple months in that things are going well. She's, she's working, she's doing what you want her to do. Where did it all kind of fall apart? Well, I got to the point in looking at, you know, just trying to make the cash flow. I started taking clients that I wouldn't have normally taken. Ooh. And that was, and that was when, and one was extremely demanding. And I finally decided I don't, I don't care. This isn't why I got into business for myself to take people to work with people. I don't want to work with. Yeah. So I decided I, tough. And so a lot of things all happened at the same time. So then that happened. I decided I don't care about the money. Screw it. You know, I'm done with that. Looking at the, um, I ran across profit first for the first time, listened to Mike McCallowitz, started to evaluate my business, started, I looked at my numbers. I was like, whoa, I had a nice profit last year and I have nothing this year. Oh. And the difference is pretty much that person's salary. Yeah. Something, you know, and, and just the way I made the, you know, should never take money out of your retirement account. But anyway, that was like crazy. Yeah. Well, things that I should know better. Right, right. So, I was just going to say this in this case, again, and this pops up all the time on the podcast, the shoemaker does not have shoes because they're not doing, or they are doing something that they would never tell their clients to do. Exactly. So when I start, I looked at that bottom line and you know, evaluating the, just the, I read the profit first book after listening to Mike speak, like on the right plane ride home from the conference. I was like, I need to change all this. So I evaluated that, saw what was happening, told her, I'm sorry, you know, you're done. I can't pay you. Um, I'm, I'm paying me, but I come first type of thing. Yeah. All the while, this was the same, like half of the year that I had started visiting Tampa mm. like, years before I was like, when my sons graduate from college, I'm going to go live somewhere warm and sunny by the beach. Cause I can work from anywhere. Yeah. And Tampa, there I was, I was like, why shouldn't I just close my business and move to Tampa? That was basically how I felt. But then I, I sat down and looked at all of my great clients and realized I didn't have to do that. I could right. work from anywhere with them. Yeah. So it ended up not, I mean, 
it didn't take me all the way out, but I sure. mean that those kinds of decisions could take other businesses out, you know. Sure. So let's go back to when you realized that you had to let that person go. And I think it, it you, because of the type of person you are, you felt a lot of responsibility to that person to the point where you were making your own sacrifices to your sanity, to your business, to things, you're, and you're doing things that you know you probably shouldn't do to ha to be able to have this person and i'm and i'm guessing at least with me when i when i take someone on that's sort of a symbol of my business is growing like look at me i'm i'm bringing someone on because i'm so busy and my business is growing so when you made that decision to let her go um and and i you might have answered this question already because you said you were like oh that's it i'm moving to tampa i'm not doing this anymore so you kind of pulled it back together what were you feeling about like letting her go was that like what kind of loss for you even if it was a psychological loss what kind of loss was that for you I there has always been like this I think for me like a line that I'm not going to cross is I'm not going to work for free yeah <laughs> type of thing yeah. and so if it comes to a point where I can't pay myself because I'm paying other people unless there's some kind of like, like the freaking depression or something, uh, I like, you know, 1929, yeah. I'm not going to do that. There's something wrong and something needs to change. And I think so. that's such a basic standard to have. If I'm, if, if this is costing me money and I'm not paying myself, I'm not doing it. That's such a basic standard to have, but so many people don't have it like they I, I don't know if it's mm -hmm. because they they project out like no 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 this is gonna work this is gonna work this is gonna work um so I'm wondering how long were you kind of sitting with the thought of of knowing what you needed to do and then actually implementing it because I think sometimes it takes people a long time they know it but they don't do it so how long did it take you to to actually do it once I actually looked at my numbers mm -hmm maybe 48 hours okay. but it took me a while to to actually pay attention to that because I was running around traveling I'm seeing new clients I was really busy yeah um so it was almost like here's the wake up call as you fly home look at your numbers and as soon as I saw like okay here's yeah. the thoughts laid out in front of me oh here's what I need to do boom 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 yeah so, and you had that standard for yourself that I'm getting paid. And if, if this is getting in my way of getting paid, I'm not doing it. Um, so, so I think that's a really awesome standard and point to make. My finances look like somebody threw up on it, <laughs> put it in a garbage disposal, and forgot where receipts were kept. So if I were to come to you, and I use QuickBooks, and I use a few other things to kind of maintain my data. And usually I'm pretty good with that. However, putting things in buckets and understanding what is expensed is a little bit challenging in addition to all the other things that I do. If I were to come to you and I was a new, you know, solo entrepreneur, not a lot of, you know, cash flow coming in, what suggestion would you give or what um, package would you provide to somebody who is in a, is in a, not a low point, but trying to figure out their and navigate their way through their, their growing finances? Um, usually I try to start people, if, if people have been doing it themselves some or they want to continue to do it themselves 
I will usually suggest a consulting session so I can take a look at what you're doing and maybe give you some changes of how you might uh, do the process. Because sometimes it's sometimes it's a behavior of how you move your money. Like, are you swiping a debit card versus writing checks? Um, do you have QuickBooks Online, but you never hooked up the bank fee, which like the main reason to get QuickBooks Online, things like that. Um, in the, I mean, the initial conversation, the first thing I'm going to ask is tell me about your business so that I can kind of hear where you're at and tell me what, you know, what, why you called me type of thing. So, but, yeah. yeah, for the new person, it, it's really nice to just be, all right, how are you doing things now? Because sometimes it's only a few little tweaks or, you know, in just changing a few things that you do and it makes a big difference in getting much better information. So, where do you, I have a, oh, go ahead. No, it's just, it's just what are the top things that people typically mess up the most when doing their own finances with QuickBooks? Specifically in QuickBooks? Yeah, maybe for like, maybe for like solopreneurs and entrepreneurs. What do you see the most happening with people like that? Lately, the thing I'm seeing the most is when they, um, when they do the bank feed because um, there's this impression that, oh, I connected it with my bank. It's done. You actually still have to classify it and then tell QuickBooks, okay. Um, a lot of times people just let it all go to uncategorized expense instead of putting it in the proper expense. I'm so sorry. Wait, can we go back for a second? Because I don't know if I do this. This is I actually have to put it um, in Clarity Finances Consultation Live, everyone. I'm going to put this in a bank, a bank fee bucket? Well, there's, when you, it's like a the bank gets connected so QuickBooks yeah. can see what's going on in the bank. Right and brings the information in. So we, there's a screen that pops up that shows you a whole bunch of transactions that all went through the bank. Yeah. So sometimes people think that, that it's done just because it comes there, but you actually have to check off the boxes and then tell it, oh, I went to Staples, this is office expense. Oh, I was at Home Depot. Oh yeah, we repaired the driveway or something, you know, up to the office or things like that. And sometimes people don't tell it, they'll just, because. If nothing's in there, QuickBooks will sometimes just put uncategorized expense. Oh. And then when you're going back and doing your taxes and you don't remember what that was, you if you're like me, you're like, screw it, I'm not going to put it on my taxes because I don't know what it is. But if you actually are careful about stuff like that, then... It, it behooves you to right away know what it is and put it in the right spot. Okay, so three o'clock next Thursday, are you available for an hour-long conversation? Because <laughs> my schedule. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that it's going to be a problem. <laughs> All right, sir. You could tell by the, we have a Zoom here, so you could tell by the look on your face that you're like, mm. oh, it's going to be a bad. Just take. You're going to see my finances. You're like, so how do you eat? Right. How. How do you survive? Do you shower once in a while? Do you have enough water? <laughs> All right. So, so I just wanted to really, I'm sorry. Can I just jump? Sorry. No, that's why this one's saying, Sarah, you have a question. Go ahead. So yeah, I have a question. So uh, we talked about um, your hiring practices, which led you to take jobs that you um, didn't, that you knew probably weren't the best fit for your company. So can you kind of give us a rundown about, um, how you figured out who to work with like what are some things that you kind of tick off that tell you whether or not you're taking on this client like ashley like she's a mess like would you take her on <laughs> 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 
fuck you, Sarah. <laughs> you what are you talking about? Are you kidding? I'm the bigger mess than you are. I'm legit in QuickBooks right now going, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of it has to do with uh, mutual trust and who the, like, a lot of it really is intuitive. If I have the feeling that it's, you know, that, that we're going to work well together and that, you know, because a lot of the people that come to me come with the, everybody says, oh my gosh, you've never seen anything this bad. I'm like, yeah, I really have. And it, you know, it's, and, and it's like that way for different reasons. It's because QuickBooks is not as easy as it sells itself to be for someone that doesn't know, you know, how it works type of thing. Um, but it, it really is more about, and there has to be that willingness. Are you actually willing to listen to me? Like you said, and trust what I'm saying and, and, and do that. Are you going to get back to me and send me the information I need? Or are you going to make it really difficult, like pulling teeth to help you? Yeah. So if it's going to be a lot of work like that, then I'm kind of, I'll, I'll refer you to someone. Yeah. I have lots of people. I refer people a lot. Or I refer if, people to my competition who I don't really like. Yeah. But now there's there's industries too that I will often like if something's a manufacturing industry and they're gonna do a lot with inventory and stuff, I'll usually look for someone else. I've done that in the past, but I don't do a lot of it now. Right. So it just takes me longer and they would be better served by somebody that's in that all the time. Awesome. So before we do resources, how are you doing now? How do you feel about your business now? Oh, I feel like I'm back on track. I, I now need to find people to, I'm building my team. But I'm using subcontractors for the moment. Um, I'm finding some really cool people, especially with this whole virtual, yeah. you know, I got somebody in North Carolina that wants to work with me. Someone who's in, in Jersey. Um, you know, so it's, we're just, I, I'm going to have to get better at Slack, I guess. <laughs> I have it. I have it. It's really it. easy. It's really, it's a great tool. And Ashley and I like yell at each other all day long on it. So about clients and, you know, just in general. So it's a really we great don't. tool for teams. Oh, it integrates with QuickBooks Online. Yeah. And reminds you of things. So for me, with if I have a team of people working, it's even better. Yep. It's really. awesome. You don't often meet a, a accountant or a, um, bookkeeper who understands technology like i yeah. is that do you not do you ever come across because julie you are you are teaching me things just in this conversation and i'm i i pride myself on being a little bit more tech savvy just to kind of make processes easier doesn't mean i keep up with it in a way that i should but it's really refreshing to be i feel like i don't have to say hey have you checked the email like scroll down type thing like there's a lot of people that I have to remind to do that when I'm communicating with them, when I'm asking them to help me with something. And that is why I have so much anxiety. So I feel like when we have a conversation, it's going to be so much nicer and I'm just going to listen and you're just gonna, just gonna make my life better. And I'm excited about that. So again, next Thursday, three o'clock, put on your calendar. Right, I literally, I have no idea if Thursday's available. I don't even know if my time, like in the next half hour, if I can put on pants, like it's, I will, we will connect. I'm just already anxious about it. I'm excited. But it, it'll be that's, good. That's, she wants to take me out as a client though. That's like, this is a totally one-sided. <laughs> we're, we're getting a glimpse into Julie's process with new clients. So or a glimpse into Ashley's circus brain, whatever comes first. <laughs> So Julie, tell us like three resources that you use in your business that you absolutely cannot live without. Okay, so does QuickBooks count? Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> obviously yeah. that's like the main thing that I do. Um, 
Zoom is very helpful because that's, that's what I use to screen share uh, unless somebody insists with something else, but it's so easy for me. You know, just, just hit that share button and, and you know, and we're off. Um, let's see, what else do I use? I feel like everything else just is like my cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Everything connects. Yeah. Is, is there any tools that you use or any books? I know you had mentioned the private first book. Was I incorrect in that? What oh yeah. What was the, the book? Profit first. Profit first. Profit first. Oh, well, let's see. I could do it. Like I've done blog series on some of the books that we, that I've read through profit first being one of them. Traction is another book that is really good for a larger company. I mean, not, just anyone with a few team members, at least somebody besides just yourself to talk to, because it, it talks about team building and putting the right person in the right seat. Yeah. Um, that type of thing. Setting goals and creating culture, all those good things. Okay. Um, and then the book that I would just finish doing the blog one is Evolved Enterprise, because I'm very into giving and combining that with uh, in your business, being mm -hmm. strategic. Strategic tithing for businesses. I'm working on starting a thing because there's nothing when you Google that yet. Oh my gosh, you need to that. talk. You need to talk to um, Kelly Stewart because she um, she has that whole corporate giving back kind of business, and she kind of yeah. helps businesses get a process around that. So you need to talk to her. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll make a. I'll make it's a note so of. like, there's so many benefits to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. So we are at the point where we are going to ask you four questions. Rapid fire questions! Here we go. Four questions where one of us each asks two questions each. Sarah's questions are typically thoughtful and motivational. My questions are typically ridiculous and insensitive. So. <laughs> They're not insensitive. What? Well, it depends on the day. Depends <laughs> <laughs> on the guest. So, Sarah, please ask a beautiful, wonderful, and, and inspiring question. All right, Julie, are you ready? Yes. What is the title of your TED Talk? Ooh. I don't know. I would love to talk about strategic tithing for businesses. Perfect. Find. That's a good one. Next question, don't think about it. Who is your favorite superhero and why? First thing that came to mind, Superman, because he can fly. Perfect. Next question. Next question. Julie, um, what are the three traits that you feel a successful entrepreneur needs to have? Integrity. Um, the ability to take risks. Risk taker. Um, passion. Perfect. Beautiful. Next question. What celebrity annoys you the most? <laughs> <laughs> what celebrity annoys me the most? Why does Trump come to mind? Is that oh, I, was just, I was just thinking, I bet she's going to say Trump. But <laughs> just because what it does to the stupid Facebook feed, it blows it up on all sides. I'm like, hide, hide, hide. Anyway. That's a very nice non-political way to put it, though. So, yeah, no, I totally agree. <laughs> oh, man, thank God. We don't even know who our viewers are. <laughs> just nice all right julie thank you so much for joining the successfully screwed podcast with ashley owens and sarah rosenberg uh we so appreciate you coming on today everybody if you want to uh well wow okay <clears throat> that quickbook stuff has you all flustered it now does. i'm looking at it right now and i'm like god damn it how am i gonna okay 
Uh, so thank you so much, Julie, for being on the podcast today. We're thrilled that you came on to talk about QuickBooks and my probably financial hot mess that you get a chance to <laughs> review next week. So on that note, make sure you share and like and pub- and post the uh, episode to win. Oh, for God's sake. Julie, what is your giveaway? Oh, uh, yes. The QuickBooks review checklist. And what is um, this is something that you can look at as you're looking at your QuickBooks file and see if uh, they look right and reasonable and... It just helps you know if things are probably going well or whether you could use some changes. Beautiful. And there's no judgment in that, right? Like, you're not going <laughs> to There's no judgment in any of it. I mean, yeah, not at all. Because I would imagine that's probably one of the biggest things that keeps people from hiring someone like you. You know what I mean? Because, like, you're going to judge me because I'm a mess. You well, know? you're not looking at my personal finances. You're looking at my work finances. No, that's a, I, I would, yeah. I think it's people judging themselves. Absolutely. Oh, no, that's totally. Yeah. Yes. 100%. But yeah, you have to be brave, like, to, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I agree. Well, thanks for being on, Julie. This was fun. This is amazing, Julie. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Make sure you hashtag I listened and the episode number to win this fantastic giveaway from Julie Chopa of Clarity Finances. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay successful, stay screwed, and stay tuned.